15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. How are you doing on this great Wednesday afternoon? My name is Hayden Joyner, and this is Off the Bench, your top sports talk show here on XLR Lando University Radio. Guys, I am joined here with our good friends of the show, Chris Fortenberry and Liam Worley. Guys, say what is up here. What's up? How are you now? Yeah, so we had a long Christmas break. Chris, you were on the show the show right before Christmas break started, all the way back in uh, in November. It's been almost two months. November 18th, I believe, was our last show here. And I talked a bit on the show last week. It's crazy that we go on winter break here because we miss out on the entire college football postseason, the, most of the NFL postseason and the games leading up to it. But we can finally get back on the show now and talk about it. And boy, did a ton of stuff happen, we all know. And we're going to start with college football. You know all of our favorite topics. Got, but uh, Jameson, again, and you probably notice he's not here, still work, getting some work done with our homecoming committee here at school, and he'll be on at some points during the show. He said he might stop in later today. I don't know, but uh, we're not gonna, I'm not going to anticipate it. But, you know, maybe he'll th- come in and he'll get to defend Clemson for about 10 minutes. Who knows what's going to happen. But Clemson, Ohio State, in the semifinal game, we were looking forward to talking to Jameson about this. But we do have an Ohio State fan in the building, Chris. I know you're excited for your your uh, your Buckeyes, your one and only postseason win. But uh, how are you feeling after y'all absolutely destroyed the Clemson Tigers in the Sugar Bowl down in New Orleans? Oh, it was a great feeling. I mean, to finally conquer the uh, the Clemson uh, mountain that seemed to be for us, uh, it was great. Uh, watching it was um, so much fun. I mean, you, I got to see all of our guys accomplish what they've been trying to all year. I mean, that was the goal: get back to the um, playoff and. Uh, hopefully play Clemson again and and take them down and we were able to do that it was such a great feeling and I was just so proud of uh of Fields the toughness he showed in that game oh yeah taking that shot and getting going out for one play coming back throwing a touchdown and never quitting it was it was a great experience and great thing to watch for me yeah I was watching it and the whole game I mean even like before the game I was thinking Clemson was going to get this get this win and I don't know how you were feeling going into the game either <laughs> I was Chris, the same way <laughs> I, like I even said I was like they're probably going to win by a 10 or 14 points I really thought so only simply because I thought Ohio State was a great team they just hadn't had the games played they hadn't had you know they weren't as dug into the season we didn't really know much about them they hadn't played too good of a teams leading up to it and the same could be kind of said about Clemson too but they at least had played you know Notre Dame twice they had just come off of destroying Notre Dame which has now become a uh, you know pretty normal occurrence in postseason play for Notre Dame but they just came off destroying their destroying them and I was thinking Clemson was going to run away with this game, and it just didn't happen. It was in New Orleans, the same place they lost the national championship game against LSU a few years ago. And that, you know, the I don't know if you Mojo or whatever of that building, they just couldn't get it done again. But uh, Liam, how'd you feel watching this game? Like, any indications you thought Ohio State was going to win the whole time, or what really caused Ohio State to jump ahead like this? I had no intentions of Ohio State winning going into the game, but uh, I always pull against Clemson, and I'm an <laughs> Auburn fan, and I even pull against them when they're playing Alabama. So I was really happy to see them lose, and just uh, the plays and calls that Ohio State was able to make was just put them over the top. Yeah, I think 
I mean, it was crazy to hear, like, before this game happened, like, Ohio State had the score of last year's semifinal game in their locker room throughout the entire season, and that's a huge motivator, and I watched it with my girlfriend, her Clemson family, and they thought it was hilarious that they were in there, and I was like, y'all got to watch out. That's a, like, that's a huge motivation factor, getting revenge on a team, especially in a big primetime game like the national semifinal. Ohio State was out for blood there, and Justin Fields had a phenomenal performance. Everyone was talking about after that. I mean, the fact that people were talking after that game that Justin Fields should he be the number one overall pick just shows how good of a game he played. They were tossing it all over Clemson's defense, one of the best defenses in the league, and it was just it was just an amazing game to watch and uh, really showed you know Ohio State was that step above Clemson, and then you go into the national championship and Alabama was that much a step above Ohio State. So had Clemson won that game, who knows how badly they would have beaten? Maybe Jameson would be happy that they lost in the semifinal and they wouldn't get they wouldn't have gotten blown out in the championship that like Clemson did to Alabama a few years ago, honestly, but. Speaking of that national championship game, that happened on Monday, just before the show. Uh, now, mix emotions for Chris now, because we go from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows here. How are you? Uh, I, 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 a lot of people saw this game coming. Like, yeah. Alabama had a phenomenal, phenomenal yeah, year Yeah, I mean, year. they had a great team, great coach, great year. I mean, um, props to them for playing outstanding throughout the entire season. Um, never really having a tough game other than and then Florida so they definitely deserve a lot of credit and um you know I'm I'm not so bummed out about that game mm-hmm. I mean I knew the game was over after the first play when our running back who had been tying it up this past two games yeah. went out with a collarbone injury and that's that's huge and we were missing two critical players on defense with Tommy Togia in the middle of our of our line and Tyreek Smith on the outside and those guys played outstanding against Clemson so when you miss out on leaders like that and, um, you know, lose the, the biggest aspect of your offense the past two games was the running mm-hmm. game, you know, that's going to kill you. And then, you know, Devontae Smith, I think, is probably one of the better college football players I've ever seen play the game. So, you know, definitely not too disappointed. Alabama deserves a lot of credit. And uh, I think Ohio State will be back strong next year. But I'm just glad that we were able to uh, to get there and witness uh, – uh, them compete for a national title. Yeah, it was a great game. Uh, I thought Alabama was going to win, but I was trying to keep Chris optimistic about it, <laughs> considering they played a heck of a game against Clemson. And he was starting to get upset, you know, after Devontae Smith was kind of <laughs> just doing his thing. But it's hard to, you know, defend against three of the top five players that finished in the Heisman standings. Yeah. I mean, if you stop Smith, you still got – Mechie and uh, Jalen Waddle came back. You still got to stop both of them. Najee Harris is Derrick Henry Jr. Essentially, so it's just hard to uh, keep all the bases. Yeah, it's like it just like this game like just really goes to show. It's what Nick Saban's what seventh national championship game yeah. or national championship victory. He's had more games. He now passed Bear Bryant for the most all time. And it just goes to show just how dominant Alabama's been this whole decade. Whether they win it or not, they're still one of the top teams in the league. They, they uh, not draft well, but they recruit well. There was something that said that's like every Alabama recruit since like twenty like 2009 or something has gone to a national championship game, and most of them have won it. Like, that's just insane. They win it like at least once every two or three years. And like Liam, like you just said, three of the top five Heisman candidates and Mac Jones, Monte Smith, and Najee Harris. Like, how do you, you can't, how do you defend against that? And, I did think, like, one thing I was kind of skeptical the whole game about was what Ohio State was doing on defense this whole time. And the commentators, they were saying it a ton as well. And it was that Ohio State was trying to play this bend-don't-break thing against Alabama because they, 
they knew they were going to have to score a ton of points to win and that they were most likely going to give up a ton of points but it kind of felt like they were playing kind of soft a lot of the times up until the red zone and they're like okay let's mm-hmm. hold them to a field goal here to can give us a chance but they weren't putting any pressure to mac jones they were really just trying to contain the big play not get beat behind and then then you know strengthen up in the red zone and just stop them there which didn't happen i don't know did alabama have a field goal the entire game they did yeah, yeah i think they, they had, had one two one or two yeah so but they scored like what like five touchdowns or yeah, something yeah i mean they scored 50 was 52 points 52, 52 yeah. yeah yeah 52 24 um there's not much you can do i mean our defense was definitely nothing compared to last year's without you know we had chase young and such a good secondary but i mean not much you can do against a team mm-hmm. like that with that much talent on offense but um um you know it, it is what it is, and hopefully we can learn from that and get better next year. Yeah, so. the loss of uh, of Sermon right at the start just yeah. absolutely killed y'all because one of the, like a way you had to beat the team was you know keep them off the field. That's yeah. what if you're a, if you're like the underdog, you want to keep the superior offense off the field, and a great run game run game is going to do that. And Trey Sermon's been doing that to great teams the last two weeks, and just didn't you know losing him. And then the backup played well; he didn't play awful, but it just yeah. wasn't the same. You knew yeah. what Trey Sermon could have done to that. Alabama's a great defense, but right. he's been playing spectacular. Right. You know what he could have done to that team. And yeah. Teague's a little bit one-dimensional. Trey Sermon had you know a couple of different aspects to his running game, so it would have been mm-hmm. cool to see what he could have done. But. but, I mean, Ohio State, I mean, great season from them. They had tons of adversity, adversity the whole season with the COVID and, you know, trying to get through the Big Ten and the way it kind of happened and it came off. People somewhat disagree with that, whether, you know, Big Ten changing the rules. But ultimately, having Ohio State in the championship game and getting them into the playoff was the right move. You're not having, like, what was it? It was going to be, like, three and five Penn State or Wisconsin or someone going to the Big Ten championship because of the rules. Like, it would have been dumb. Even if it was the rules, like, I think it was, in in hindsight, it's the smart decision. Ohio State won against Clemson. They got a national championship game. It's what should have happened. But... Apart like apart from Ohio State, Alabama's play is just amazing. Like we said, Devontae Smith, Heisman winner, first wide receiver to win the Heisman since like in the nineties something. Yeah, ninety one. Ninety one. Insane Ike insane year. I remember when before we came went to break, me, Matthew, and Chris were talking about Heisman. We were just talking about Trask and Mac Jones and uh and Trevor. Devontae Smith never even crossed my mind as a Heisman candidate because like it's a re- it's a receiver. You don't even see that. You see running backs win it more often, you know, with Mark Ingram, Derek Henry, you see them winning it more often than receivers and Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith just burst onto the scene these past couple of weeks and against Ohio State there was the one play they had over the top for the half before halftime he looked like he was jogging past your linebacker you know mixed mismatch I know with the linebacker but he was just kind of just kind of jogging past him and I, wa- I saw that and I was like dear lord this guy's insane what was it two fifteen, three touchdowns in the first half and yeah. yeah he didn't even play after that yeah he what he dislocated his finger i believe yeah, right in the yeah. second he half he went to the hospital but i mean he ended up coming back to celebrate which yeah. i was happy yeah about. he just had to get it all taped up and he was good probably yeah. get it jam back into place i don't know what is what was going on there but he came back to celebrate in like sweatpants had interviews in sweatpants phenomenal really showed no heisman curse for him at all None. great game but uh going into the nfl draft coming up like obviously we're thinking trevor lawrence number one overall we've been talking about talking about that forever wasn't gonna go to the jets now he gets to go to chris your jaguars you just you won the sweepstakes when it oh, comes yeah. to <laughs> this college football postseason you get the one over clemson and you get trevor yep. when it comes to the nfl insanely lucky there but um going trevor lawrence is gonna go there but then the rest of the quarterbacks it's kind of hard to 
hard to pinpoint exactly where Zach Wilson looked like number two as well with Justin Fields kind of a mix match where they're going to go some mock drafts having the Jets taking a quarterback some of them taking a lineman and some have like Zach Wilson going first to the Falcons or the 49ers somewhere like mm-hmm. there but um Devontae Smith is another name thrown in there where he's going to go and recently Todd McShay we all know Todd McShay he dropped his latest mock draft he has him going number third overall to the Dolphins and that just kind of wants me to act you know speculate here do you think a wide receiver number three is too early for Devontae for a talent like Devontae Smith and for a team like the Dolphins where are no, you thinking for no, that not not at all that guy's insane I don't I'd love to see what NFL corner can guard him I, I, I think that's a great pickup whoever gets him the fact that I think because there was the talk about like where he's going to go right and people were saying I mean originally like he was in the top 10 for drafts so it was kind of these last couple two or three games for Alabama that he's really blown up <laughs> when it comes to just how good he is because he's been on the national stage people don't, I mean no one wants to watch Alabama and Old Miss play in the regular season because they're just going to get routed no one watches that people watch Alabama the most in the postseason when they're actually playing decent teams and still are able to destroy them and everyone gets to see Devontae Smith play going three to the Dolphins I think is a fantastic work for you know he's got two of there who he's already played with doing the the game-winning touchdown pass in 2018 versus Georgia in the championship games so there's obviously some old chemistry there maybe to be built up later on but how how potent of an offense would Miami be if they got Devontae Smith on there, you know? And then they also have another draft pick later on in the first round because Miami drafts three overall because of the Texans, Jamison's team, who are also really stupid. Very. So they get number three overall, number three overall pick, get Devontae Smith, and that just, that just bursts their offense even more. It's just oh, yeah. amazing. But Justin Fields, I'll talk about here with you, Chris. Where do you think he's going in this draft? Because right now, Zach Wilson out of BYU is looking at number two quarterback to go out in the draft instead of Fields. But there was talk just a few weeks ago about Fields being the second or number one overall quarterback selected. So where would you like him to go, or where do you think he's going to go in the long term? Um, ideally, I've been talking to Liam about this a year recently. I'd love for him to go to San Francisco uh-huh. or Pitt. Those are the two places I'd love for him to go just because um, – those teams, I think, are very talented, and I think he can succeed in their um, in their offenses. I mean, San Francisco's got a great defense already, and um, with Fields, uh, I think they, they still have Mostert uh, mm-hmm. running back. Yeah. And um, who do they got? Brandon Ayuk and D- Debo Samuel at receiver? Yep, still got them. I think they are both they were both missing a lot of the games this year because of injury, but they'll have them coming back. George Kittle coming back as yeah. well after and, injury. Uh, to be honest, they could go Buckeye-Buckeye and maybe do – Fields and Olave get that Ooh. that hook up again and I think their offense and defense will be elite yeah at that point I mean I've seen Zach Wilson and Justin Fields switch a bunch but I mean I think there's probably five or six quarterbacks the last uh mock draft I looked at there was five quarterbacks going in the first round so I mean you have Trevor obviously probably going to y'all and by the way I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset if I saw Devontae Smith go number one. Oh yeah I if, think, if Trevor wasn't in the draft I would so pick Devontae one I think yeah I mean yeah Trevor's supposed to be the next Andrew Luck or whatever but Devontae Smith Manning, honestly Devontae Smith's just so much fun to watch and then yeah the Falcons are going to need a quarterback the Redskins the Broncos so there's lots of options for even people like Mac Jones and Trey Lance to be Mm -hmm. considered a first rounder in the draft there's definitely a lot of room because yeah like you said Mac Jones and Trey Lance I think those are the four and five guys because you'll have Zach Wilson Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence as your top three those could all potentially be top 10 picks you know I'm trying to I'm trying to look at this list here 
of teams that would need a quarterback. Broncos, I don't know how they'll feel about quarterback. Same with the Panthers. They both have top 10 picks, picking eight and nine. But, you know, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke haven't performed up to what they would think, but I don't know if it's the year for them to take him just yet. But looking at the mock draft and looking right now on CBS, Justin Fields would go to the 49ers number 12 overall, which mm-hmm. I think is, you know, like we just said, a great fit there. Perfect. Zach Wilson also, he said a couple days ago that he loves Kyle Shanahan's offense and he thinks he would fit in very well there as well. I don't know if Zach Wilson will fall to number 12 as probably the third overall quarterback selected, but definitely it seems like san francisco is a very hot spot for quarterbacks they want or at least the college quarterback recruits they want to go in san francisco obviously great head coach great system there to work with interesting thing i'm looking at here on this uh this mock draft is like we said with Devonte smith going number three overall to the dolphins and i said the dolphins have another first round pick which is their their actual one where they finish the season that pick comes at number 18 and they're projected to take Najee harris running back at number 18 oh boy just stacking the entire alabama offense in miami with tua yeah that wouldn't that really wouldn't be that bad no i don't think i mean well, they all have chemistry together so they're gonna mesh really I mean, well let I, I think personally i if i was the dolphins i'd ship Tua over to texans and get deshaun i've heard that too and yeah. they get deshaun Najee, and Devonta. that's a better offense than because Tua, if I'm being honest, didn't impress me at all this this no. season. No, Tua, I think he has a lot of room to improve in the NFL. I think he could be good in the NFL. It's just the Dol- the Dolphins were in a unique system. They didn't have outside Devontae Parker didn't have a ton of weapons on the offensive side. This draft could definitely help them. Looking at the way yeah. it's coming out right now, I feel I've I know I've heard the rumors with Deshaun Watson. I if I had to guess, they're going to stick with Tua for at least this year. If he doesn't improve at all, they might make some kind of trade or another deal later on. But, you know, get him some weapons. Get him a Devontae Smith and a Najee Harris, players he's already played with for the most part, and see what he can do in that offense. And then if that doesn't work, then you get Deshaun Watson or the, whoever's coming up next year. I don't even know if the quarterback's coming up next year. Whoever comes up next year, they can get someone like that if it doesn't work out. But an Alabama offense in Miami would not be bad. Miami actually has a really good – like, they're in a really good place right now. Their defense was phenomenal this past year. And yeah. really – they just need to draft offense, and nothing's nothing's more fun than drafting offense in the draft because no one likes drafting o, like O linemen and cornerbacks. It's not as exciting as drafting a Devonte Smith or Najee Harris or exactly. something. Exactly, so they could really blow up there. They have this draft also mock draft also has the Washington football team taking Mac Jones. I think that's a good fit as well. Kind of just like an a newer newer Alex Smith. I don't think Mac Jones. I think it's a good fit. I don't think he's going to be that good of an NFL yeah, quarterback. I'm I'm not. To me, if I'm a team, like I'm kind of. I'm kind of depressed after we pick Lawrence and maybe Fields and Wilson. I mean, I just don't see much from Trask or Jones mm-hmm. from them because about Trey Lance. I mean, he could do he could do well, but I haven't seen him play once yet. Yeah, I, I just don't. Highlight, it's, yeah. it's Division Two or not Division Two, but um, not FBS, FCS or whatever it's called. Yeah, he's, he's North Dakota, North Dakota State. State. Yeah, same same place. Wentz came out. Like, I'm just worried about Mac Jones if he gets on a team like Washington who doesn't have much offensive talent around him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have Terry McLaurin, and that's it. That's really it, yeah. yeah I, I mean, mean, none of those guys have had the media hype that Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, in my opinion, is being a little overhyped too. But I think if you had to you know, get the odds of uh, Wilson or Mac Jones or Trask or Trey Lance, I mean, I think one out of four of them will end up turning out to be a good NFL quarterback. Yeah, you know someone's I mean? going to show it, up. It yeah, it just doesn't fit, know which I one. Mean, where they go. I mean, I, if Mac Jones goes to Washington, I I kind of pray for Washington. I don't know how that's going to work. They I mean, should keep Tyler Henneke. Like, honestly. They should. I mean, he is. He's, he's got well. Mac Jones doesn't have speed to uh-huh. get out of the pocket. And I know that O line that they have there is terrible because Henneke was running all night. 
yeah. against the the Buccaneers, um, and their defense is even that good. So I pray for Mac Jones if he goes to to Washington because they don't have much to to help him out. I'll say Washington. They they have. I'll say they have a good defense. I'm gonna disagree. Oh, yeah, they defense. they have a good defense. You know, Ron Rivera, the head coach, he's a defensive minded guy. Was great with the Panthers when he was there, and uh, Chase Young, uh, Montez Sweat, those outside linebackers and those defensive ends they're they're pushing they have a very good front four front seven there but when it comes to quarterback I don't even know if Washington's gonna end up taking a quarterback because right now Alex Smith is their guy but that's his future's in question right now they don't know if Alex Smith is going to come back for another year with the whole leg injury and uh whether he wants to you know subject himself to that again Tyler Haneke I think is going to get signed again as a backup role I think he completely earned that this past season but if Alex Smith does decide to come back I can't see Washington taking a quarterback unless it's just for future preparation i think they'll start alex smith next year if he does come back because i mean this year they were like six and one with alex smith starting yeah like they were a much better football team with him starting as opposed to someone like Dwayne haskins or tyler hennick even though he played well in like the last two games but uh yeah it, it, it comes down to alex smith whether mac jones ends up as a washington football team or not for sure i mean if if i'm them i'm just picking some some key weapons for offense give, yeah i give alex smith another year uh, he did well this year for when he came in. Uh, he can, He's a great game manager, and that's all they really need with the defense that they have and the mm-hmm. performing. So just give him a couple more pieces on offense, and you're, you're set. Now bring this other name. We have about 10 minutes before a break, but uh, Kyle Pitts, tight end out of, uh, out of Florida. Interesting name, where he's going to go. Where do you all see him going at all? Do you think he's a top 10 pick here? For sure. I got him going to Carolina. Ooh. I know on the earlier uh, podcast I was on, I said that Kyle Pitts would be for uh, a top 10 pick, top mm-hmm. 15, and I'm definitely sticking by that. Uh, I could see him going at Carolina. I don't, what are they projected to pick right now? Carolina's eight. picking 8, yeah. 8, yeah, I think 8 would be almost perfect for him. Yeah, there's a nice, there's a nice slot from 7 to 10, I think. It's, uh, it's Detroit, Carolina, uh, Denver, and then Dallas. Those four teams could possibly take him. Mm-hmm. Don't see Dallas taking him as much, but there's no. been rumors within my Dallas communities that everyone wants to take Kyle Pitts, even though we have decent tight ends already, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Y'all need Sertan that. See, the problem is they're saying Denver's going to take him a spot ahead of us. Are you Patrick. serious? That's what, that's what the CBS mock draft look at is, at least. Well, but. there's that guy from Virginia Tech, too, that's really hyped up the corner yeah but he plays in the acc <laughs> yeah i mean i agree <laughs> he plays but, like two good receivers i mean year. stefan yeah. gilmore played for south carolina and yeah those are a diamond player of the year <laughs> he had he, he had less picks than jason pierre paul this year holy cow and he has one hand was gil <laughs> was gilmore was he injured half this year i didn't even pay attention much to the patriots but i don't have a clue but i mean still he played at south carolina <laughs> they've had like two good players since i've been alive to come out of there I definitely, as a Cowboys fan, and like we're drafting what number ten overall. Mm-hmm. I want to see us take either cornerback or offensive lineman, whichever comes first. I want Patrick Sertan if he's available at number ten. If not, get the kid out of Northwestern, uh, Rashawn Slater, O lineman. He's fantastic. Or if somehow Pinnell Sewell out of Oregon, he's projected to go number two overall to uh, the Jets. But we all know the Jets management's not the best in the world. So if they miss out on him, I'd love to take him because. Dallas needs some O line help as well. We're just yeah, it's too old. Y'all are not helping Zeke at all. Getting couldn't old. help Zeke. Yeah. We couldn't help Andy Dalton this year. Whoever mm-hmm. else we had starting at quarterback. It's we have. A, I mean, when we're healthy, we're one of the best O lines. Oh, you know, with Tyron sure. Smith, Zach Martin, uh, and who's the other guy? I got Lyle Collins. Yeah, Lyle right? Collins. I couldn't yeah. think of his name. Yeah, LSU. those three phenomenal. All all three Pro Bowlers are you know all Pro players, but all three of them got hurt this year. Zach Martin was off and on for most of the year, and we lost Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins before the season even started. So, 
I was mix matching offense, offensive line all season and I think we just need to get some depth there yeah for sure Dallas needs to pull a draft like Carolina this year just all defense all low line <laughs> nothing fancy just a boring under the radar draft yeah, I mean your offense is stacked yeah you got Zeke we didn't uh, even CD. need to take CD Lamb last year yeah. we still did like that was I mean I can't blame you yeah I mean taking CD CD Lamb last year that's like this year if you're picking you know if you're picking 20th and somehow Pitts falls to you you take him regardless you know that's what happened last year to us with cd lamb no one thought he was going to fall all the way to 17 or 18 yeah last year was a big wide receiver draft like how this year is a big quarterback draft essentially it was kind of man does the raiders not always reach every time they draft dude i can't believe rugs went uh, like the first receiver overall yeah first receiver he's been I mean, he's been decent, but he's only like – he's Dude. like a Mike Williams type. Yeah, he, he just gets maybe one or two deep catches. There was Jerry Judy and yeah. CeeDee Lamb. Those guys were – I mean, they're not Devontae Smith, but, I mean, I mean they're Judy's like, route running is – Although, in retrospect insane. now, it looks like Justin Jefferson was the best receiver oh, yeah. in the draft. Justin and he Jefferson was, what, was fifth overall? Yeah. He was behind Ruggs, Judy, Lamb, and Rager. I know. He, that's Rager. who I – yeah. Jalen Rager. He was behind Jalen Rager. Jesus. I know I picked Justin Jefferson on my fantasy team in the opening draft, and that worked out fantastically. Yeah. I had CeeDee Lamb, and I think CeeDee Lamb would have been really – he would have been up there with Jefferson in terms and of Dak yardage if in. Dak had stayed in. He was – I mean, CeeDee Lamb had like three touchdowns and like 400 yards in the first five games, and then Dak left, and he only got maybe like another 500 yards through the last like 11 games in the season. So, yeah. I mean, if y'all can't get Sertan, you need offensive line. Yeah, like that's if you can't get Sertan, then go offensive line. I was really hoping we would just we we went on like a four game win streak or something to end the season, and I was kind of mad about that. I, really, I wasn't on like because in the Dallas community we had team tank and team playoffs. Like some people wanted us to just lose everything, some people wanted us to actually try. I was in the middle. If we won a game, I was like, oh yeah, playoffs finally. But if we lost a game, I'm like, let's just throw the season away. I was just back and forth the whole time. Yeah. I would have been happy either way, really, but um. Because I thought we made the playoffs, we could have, you know, we, I, I mean, the football team about beat the Buccaneers. We could have stuck it to them if we played the same way we did against like Philly and San Francisco. But for Dallas, I was wanting us to get, you know, the number three overall pick and then dish that away to somebody who really wants Devonte Smith and get like two more, like an extra first rounder maybe right. or something else, a couple second rounders. We can just load up on O linemen. That's what I was really, was really looking for for Dallas. But yeah, I mean, I mean, someone in Dallas needs to realize that. You know, if you get Dak there, he's got his weapons, and y'all play your best uh, football when Zeke's running over 100 yards, you know? Yeah. When Zeke's got over 100 yards, y'all have a chance to win the football game. Dak. Most like, of the time. I mean, we need to sign Dak back, obviously, but then defense is all we needed because, I mean, if we had Dak on the field, we were scoring 35 points a game pretty right. much. The only issue was our defense was allowing 39 points a game, and so we were in these shootouts. You know, we, we put up 38 points to, the, to Cleveland. <clears throat> and we ended up losing that game too. We ended up lo- almost losing to Atlanta after putting up 39. We lost to Seattle putting up 31. You know, that was the main story. Our defense got good late, and we started winning games because our defense could hold a team to like 20 points. And if Dak had been there, we would have been dropping 40 points on Philly and San Francisco and stuff. Yeah. But. What's crazy is your defensive line is like elite. Yeah, we have like, really we good, have some great, great names. Linemen, yeah. We fired our D line coach and our defensive coordinator. Yeah, Dan Quinn was a great hire. And now we have Dan Quinn. Yeah. I'm, I'm floored with Dan Quinn. I love that hire. If Jamison was here, he would have said that it was an awful hire probably because he just, you know, lead-blowing head coach at the Atlanta Falcons. By the way, Jamison, the Browns and Lamar Jackson. Don't hate on my quarterbacks ever again. Jamison, he'd be wild. This is going to be a fantastic show, but 
We'll get to the NFL stuff in a second. We're going to go into a quick break. When we get back, we will start talking about some of this NFL playoff stuff. Tons of fantastic storylines. Jameson would have loved to be here oh, yeah. for a few of them. But, we would uh, love it for him. <laughs> guys, please be sure if you're listening to this podcast and you can't finish this podcast, check us out on Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Play Podcasts and Amazon Podcasts. Pretty much everywhere your podcast can be found, we're there. Just look up Off the Bench. Look for our green, gray, white logo, and we will be there with all our episodes from this year, last year, and all the years in between so please check us out there again that is off the bench on spotify apple music google play music and wherever else podcasts can be found follow us on social media at off the bench xlr on instagram facebook and twitter i kept up with social media pretty well through the off season better than i did last year when i just gave up on it but uh we still did game picks the whole way we still had some throwback posts some pretty funny throwback posts including jameson saying the browns will be awful that was a good one so be sure to follow us for all the fun stuff and communicate with the show but guys we're going to head into a quick uh music break and when we get back we're talking nfl playoffs and game picks so stay tuned and we will be right back And we are back here on Off the Bench. My name is Hayden Joyner, joined with my co-host Chris Fortenberry and Liam Worley. We were going to talk NFL news in this next segment, but breaking news out of the NBA has just came out as we were in break. And I'm going to give this to Chris. We were talking about a potential trade with the Houston Rockets before the show started, and uh, it just dropped. So, Chris, I'll let you uh, let you say it all. Yeah, so blockbuster deal down in the NBA right now. The um, Rockets have sent James Harden to the Nets to join Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on that team, along with Oladipo going to the Rockets to join John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. And um, let's see, Karis LeVert will be going to the Pacers. There's also some draft picks involved and a couple lower-name players, but we don't, we don't care about We don't really I'm, need to say that. I'm mainly worried here about Oladipo and James Harden, the two big names, Karis LeVert, you know, pfft. But Oladipo going down to Houston to team up with John Wall and Marsh's cousins. That team has completely flipped since last year. You know, Westbrook and Harden as a tandem, that was, you know, a good pairing like they did in, in OKC. Tried that out, didn't work didn't work any better than they did with just James Harden. But now Oladipo and John Wall, Marcus Cousins, a bunch of good players, you know, a lot of B B style players. Oladipo's a little bit higher, I think, than John Wall and Marcus Cousins. Those two are getting a little bit old. But great work down in Houston. I mean, I'd say that I, I like that in Houston, I think getting James Harden and Westbrook out of there was probably the smarter move long term yeah. for the for those two for that franchise. You know they haven't been able to get out the, what the second round in the playoffs for the with James Harden. They haven't been able mm-hmm. to get that working, and maybe this I don't know if this is going to get them any further than that, but it at least can maybe make a more desirable environment than they already had with James Harden, who would rather go to strip clubs and practice <laughs> most of the time. Facts, bro. Yep. But James Harden going to the Brooklyn Nets, a team up with KD and Kyrie Irving, that's 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 Miami Big Three kind of that's that category. Very-esque, yes, it's uh, it's yeah. a bunch of shooters. I would say Miami's Big Three was much better. It was more balanced. You know, you had Chris Bosh down below, Dwayne Wade's a good shooting guard, and then you had LeBron kind of in between. Power this guy. this team down in Brooklyn now is just three shooters, three people who are all going to want the ball for the last shot of the game. How are we feeling this is going to work out in Brooklyn? It, it certainly it moves them to probably the championship favorites if they weren't already that. But how are we feeling this is going to work out in Houston with these three guys? Well, I think Houston won this deal. Or not, not Houston, but Brooklyn, but you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 I, yeah I think the Nets will be 
I don't know how it's going to work out, to be honest with you. I mean, there's three big egos on one team right there. And uh-huh. You know how that goes. I mean, exactly. I don't. I mean, Kevin worked in Golden State because Clay and Steph were pretty generous guys. You know, yeah. They weren't. Their egos weren't bigger than their uh, mm-hmm. their uh, their heads. So, I don't know. I I think it might. It could be great, but I think it also could be really bad, and we're going to find out here soon. Yeah, it really comes down to, you know, those three have to work together and they can't be too shellfish because, you know, James Harden's the kind. He's going to want 40 points a game sometimes. Kyrie Irving's going to want the last shot. KD's going to want the last shot. They're all kind of those guys. It was kind of that way with Houston with with uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook. You know, Russell Westbrook wants triple-doubles every game. James Harden wants 40 points every game. <laughs> There's only so much to dish around. Plus, you know, you have the other guys on the team. I don't even know the other two players on the Nets now besides those three who would be the starters. I don't I don't even know much about the Nets at this point, but I what, don't either. I think what DeAndre Jordan center is he on the Nets too? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh man. I thought he was on like Is Spencer Dinwiddie still there yes, or something? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Maybe. That, I don't know if he's a starter <laughs> or not even. Yeah. I'm trying to look let me see. Well maybe not anymore. <laughs> yeah, facts. Where are the Nets even getting this money from for this? Like what did was there even Laundering. Did, did they did they did they take over his co- Harden's contract in Houston is that what happened for this uh, uh, I think Governor ha- Cuomo is secretly funding this himself <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm interested to, to see how Adam Silver let this happen but I guess it is what it is yeah, I mean I think I, I, I along with Chris think the Rockets got the best part of this deal Oladipo sure. is for the long term yeah. you know He's a good player. He is really nice to his teammates. You know, gives them some cool Christmas gifts and all. That sort he goes of stuff. on game shows. You know. So yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. shout out to him for competing on the Mass Singer. He was yeah. great. He was the monster. He was like almost. He made it close to the end, didn't he? Yeah, he was got a great voice. Did y'all hear him sing? Yeah, no, I, I, I remember not. watching that show and I saw him get revealed. Yeah. I was like, that was that was Old Depot. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, what? he was amazing. Well, that's kind of crazy, but I mean, yeah, no. Uh, up there in Brooklyn, they got KD, who's a clown. They got James Harden, who's also a clown. And, I mean, you know, uh, Kyrie's on the Flat Earth Society. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he, Major clown. I, I like watching him play, but he's just, yeah, it's three conflicting egos. They're all going to want the same thing. They're all going to want, you know, just the ball every time they get into the mm-hmm. offensive side of things. And I, I don't know. Like, they're just all kind of not yeah. nice people. Yeah, and hopefully Brooklyn has nice enough strip clubs. To keep James Harden there. Big facts. Is New York known for that? Or Brooklyn, but it's basically New York. I mean, know. it's New York. Yeah, I'm sure. New York, I mean, it's New a New. York they probably. play. They play in New Jersey, right? Don't they play in New Jersey? The Brooklyn Nets do. A lot or of. Do they, I think all like most teams. New York. Teams most do. New York teams play in Jersey. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm do. sure Jersey has a bunch of strip clubs, right? Well, oh, for dude. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you ever seen Jersey Shore? <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, they definitely got like some high end girls that like you know make enough money to be driving Maseratis and <laughs> Mercedes AMGs and things such as that. This, this, I'm trying to see if, if Brooklyn plays the Houston at any point soon, but I don't see them. The next game is against the Knicks today. I doubt James Harden's going to be at that game. Yeah, no. But then they play the Orlando Magic Saturday. So that's probably what we'll get to see James Harden to start off. But insane deal there. I'm interested. To, I'm really interested to see how this is going to go because, you know, we're in now this offseason with football most of the, for the most part. We'll talk a lot of NBA this upcoming semester. So James Harden, and the, the drama at this place, is going to, the drama in this team is going to be phenomenal. I can't wait to listen to this. But we'll shift over out of that breaking news get to the nfl get to jameson's favorite topics we're gonna go straight into it guys 
NFL Wild Card Weekend happened. The whole build up to the playoffs happened. We missed out because of the winter break. But we're here now getting to talk Wild Card and what a crazy Wild Card Weekend it was. 14 team playoff. First chance to see it. Three Wild Card games on Saturday and three more on Sunday. Filled with action. And we pretty much saved the best for last when it comes to storylines and games. Sunday night, the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Cleveland Browns pulled out the win in a massive defeat, 48-37. to It was 28 to nothing after the first quarter. First quarter. And Jamison said this team was a bottom four team in the NFL after they were 4-1. and one. Bonkers. Yeah, a lot mean, of people. I, he was crazy when he said that. I don't know what he was thinking. But. I put the clip on Instagram. And I'm not just hating on Jamison for this. I'll put stupid stuff I say on Instagram, too, if it ever comes, you know, it comes to fruition. This was just yeah. a great clip because of what just happened. But Jamison saying bottom five team. This team is now one of the last eight teams remaining in the NFL playoffs. They're going to get to travel to Kansas City to face Patrick Mahomes and company. Last time, Mahomes and Patrick, or Mahomes, Mahomes <laughs> and, uh, and Mayfield have met once in the NFL so far. But they met once in college, if you remember this game, Texas mm-hmm. Tech. Mm-hmm. When uh, when Mahomes was or when Baker Mayfield was still on Texas Tech, I believe, or not? What he, what was it? Mayfield was on Oklahoma um, yeah. playing Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. how it worked out. But they what was it like eight hundred yards? Like Mahomes had like six hundred yards passing or something that game. Well, it was yeah. a huge game that game. Yeah. Who yeah. knows what could happen in the NFL? Probably not that bad of a game. But no. these two have some history. You know, both AFC, both up and coming teams. We'll see what happens if the Browns can stick it to the Chiefs. But starting off, we'll go back to the, the Steelers game. How did this happen? What what did the Browns do to win this game primarily? They were feeling dangerous. <laughs> well, mean, Baker was feeling dangerous. Yeah, Baker was <laughs> feeling dangerous. But, I mean, like, you know, Juju, his – I like Juju. Corvette, as a, Corvette. I mean, I don't, like, have TikTok he or anything. He's getting off TikTok. Yeah, and he, if he got off TikTok, he'd be great. But his ego is catching up to him finally with dancing on the logos. Yep. They had three losses in a row. He had to account for some of that. He said, yeah, this is just the same Browns team I've played every year I'm in the league. He said they were like nameless, gray-faced yeah, players. Yeah, nameless, gray-faced players. Yeah, well, I mean. They, they, they whooped his butt. <laughs> yeah, whooped his butt. I mean, I think that's kind of, it's like the Dabo thing, how Dabo said stuff about Ohio State yeah. and Ohio State. <laughs> played well i think it's kind of like that you know the media got out some of it and then the browns started you know just gave them more and more motivation exactly if they not already had it they just beat pittsburgh even though they had started mason rudolph they still just beat pittsburgh and pittsburgh to finish off the year and pittsburgh had routed cleveland like week three they beat them by like 30 earlier in the season and yeah that's the first browns playoff win since like 1994 yeah i mean back when bill belichick was on the coaching staff last time they've been in the playoffs since i mean chris wasn't even one (laughs) i mean i was won by a month i mean yeah i mean let's shout out to the city of cleveland and the browns team i mean that was that was great to watch i mean just to, just to think two years ago they were what what oh and 16 or something and they drafted mayfield mm-hmm. like that's the, i mean two years to go from oh and 16 to a playoff win against your big brother division rival in the pittsburgh Steelers. that's a yeah. pretty massive turnaround it's huge for they them. might need to check the uh concussion for the receivers on pit because they seem to just never stop running their mouths do that dropping yeah, dropping facts. passes or anything yeah i mean this couldn't have gotten to a worse start for pittsburgh i mean marquis pouncey veteran center spikes it straight over the head of rottlesberger into mm-hmm. the end zone instant touchdown for cleveland and they were just scoring scoring sc- they scored four touchdowns in the first quarter alone kareem Game. hunt and chubb just would not stop running exactly. into the ground like chubb. i know pittsburgh in the second half they had a comeback attempt they got within like 12 but then Cleveland just kept the pressure on. They just kept scoring. Pittsburgh couldn't keep up at all. 
and for the most part i'm gonna like i credit this mostly to you know their coaching staff the way they change this entire organization around i'd said last year you know they were a good team last year but they had freddie kitchens as the head coach and that was obviously an awful pairing and they've got kevin scafancy from the vikings this year and i was like this is this is the year this is when the browns are going to actually be good because they have a competent head coach who knows what he's doing and as you know he was what defensive coordinator i believe for the vikings or offensive coordinator one of the two yeah he's there now in cleveland set up a great coaching staff built a good culture in cleveland and i mean even with baker mayfield coming in people thought he was immature you know kind of childish was doing stupid things losing games in really stupid ways Kevin Skafanski matured this team, I believe, and that's what ultimately caused this win to happen. You know, Miles Garrett bashing in heads. He's now matured into one of the best players in the league. Exactly. Baker Mayfield's matured. They've got Jarvis Landry, great running backs. They built this team very well. The defense, Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett's star players. But a lot of, they got a lot of non-star players, and they still play very well together, even though they let up, what, 37 points this game? That I was mean, mostly yeah. garbage time. They were just right. playing prevent stuff here. OBJ's not even playing either. Yeah, he's not I even mean, playing either. They're, they're honestly a better team without OBJ. I mean, yeah, opinion. but still, that just gives them another person just, to throw to. Yeah, at least would take away a cornerback. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's like what Jalen Waddle was at Alabama this last game. I mean, he was just kind of a decoy. I mean, I don't. It works though, man. Uh, maybe it does. it's I like just, your Curtis Samuel nonsense. I know, but like OBJ doesn't block. Like he just he's just flashy. He's like he's yeah, like Kyrie it's, Irving. It's going to get NBA. one of the best. <laughs> flashy. It's going to get one of the better defensive backs covering him. Well, they've won more games without him. His best yeah, but his still. best game this year was against Dallas, and that's saying enough because yeah. Dallas was like the worst defense in the league. That was his best game, and even when, then, can anybody name me the last time he had a thousand yard season? No, I cannot. But I was it like his rookie season, or did he even get his rookie season was the one he had that amazing catch yeah. that got him famous in the yeah. first place, right? Did he even have a thousand yards that year? Oh, he's had a thousand yards before, but I just can't think of the last time he had one. It had to have been twenty fifteen or sixteen. No, I, don't I gotta know. say, because then he he's got he's gotten hurt like every single year it seemed almost. Yeah, so. oh, well, yeah, and he when he is playing, he just doesn't impress me. At yeah. least yeah. at least Baker's getting more. Uh, more commercials i mean more completions than commercials he's getting, now yeah, yeah he's getting some good he has some pretty good commercials I'll i think his that. commercials are funny was yeah, it progressive he, progressive insurance is that what he does i, I, I don't, don't know what's uh, he do one where he does at the stadium that's progressive it's is that like progressive? or is that no, like well, there's hulu State too hulu has live sports yeah. yeah hulu does have live sports yeah but that one's like, great with saquon yeah great. there were those memes early in the season oh the uh through the first half baker mayfield's had six commercials <laughs> and four completions <laughs> like <laughs> It is pretty good. But, like I said, Kevin Scavancy's turned him around and matured this team. And Colin Cowherd, y'all know who that is. Great. Yes, he had, unfortunately. He had, he had I, I don't like him that much, but he had a good saying on his last show talking about this. He said that, like, Kevin Scavancy, you know, he wasn't at this game. He, was, he had COVID things. He was watching this game from his basement. And they had a lot of coaching issues on the staff. But the way he built this team and the culture in Cleveland and make them so mature, he was able to be away from the game, and it, they didn't fall into absolute chaos. You know, the offensive line got injuries. They hadn't practiced in down. two weeks. They hadn't practiced in two weeks. The offensive line was hurt. Like, they were putting in, like, practice squad people almost in the yeah. offensive line. Head coach wasn't there. But the fact that Kevin Scancy put all this culture in, they weren't falling apart into pieces. And Colin Coward said it's basically like a parent teaching their kids good values and when they want to go away when the parents go away for a weekend the kids don't burn the house down that's exactly what happened in cleveland exactly and it seems like now instead of burning the house down they sold it and made a fortune and now they're getting to move to kansas city and in a mansion you know that's basically what happened here so cleveland going to kansas city to face mahomes what are we thinking for this game obviously a big game trip to the afc championship game on the line the divisional round 
does Cleveland have a shot in the world against Kansas City, or is this going to be a blowout here? I think yes. Yeah, I mean, they have a shot. I mean, it, it could go both ways. Defense has to play great. Denzel Ward's back. Yes. So that's huge. Um, but I think Baker's going to have to wake up feeling dangerous again if they're going to have any. They got tons of confidence. Taken. I mean, they have, they have more confidence than they had all season. I mean, if they, this game. they play, if they can match Kansas City's offensive play, they can beat the Chiefs because their defense is better than Kansas City's defense, but they have to match that offense that mm-hmm. Mahomes has. Matching that offense, though, is going to be so tough. I mean, they got – They have just, the weapons to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's you, like if you're going to take down number one, you have to play at a high Would level. Would you rather throw to Travis Kelsey or David Njoku? He's not even their starter. That's okay. Hooper, Austin <laughs> Hooper. Yeah, He's Austin. still – Austin Hooper's – well, Not yeah, I'm just saying you can if you can draw up a scheme and execute at a high level, you can beat anybody you choose. I understand this, but I it, mean the odds are tough, but anything's possible in the NFL. Anything's possible in anything. Of I course. Mean. I'll, I'll, to I'll do I'll say two things here to both upset Cleveland Browns fans and to give them hope. Andy Reid is 25 and six coming off a bye, including playoffs and yeah. regular season. He's pretty much unbeatable i saw something like this last like five games after a bye he's won by like an average of like 15 18 points or something insane so that gives not much hope to the browns they're coming off a bye number one overall seed we saw what happened last year when that happened and and you know they get i mean the chiefs fell flat last year i'll give them that against the texans they went out to what 24 nothing and then they dropped like 50 straight points but the browns they have a chance this game because the chiefs i don't feel have been the best to their ability the past you know six seven weeks of the season i mean out of their last seven wins they've only they haven't won by more than six points and those have been to some pretty bad teams like you know they play the panthers the broncos the falcons they i mean the falcons was what week 16 and they only won by three points 17 to 14 they put up 17 points against one of the worst defenses in the league They lost to a team that missed the playoffs and they lost to they lost to the raiders and they lost to the chargers in week 17 that doesn't really count but I mean, look at some of these wins. They, um, I'm looking to think Panthers. They beat 33 to 31. Raiders 35 to 31. Buccaneers. They beat. I'll give them that one because it's a good team. The the Broncos 22 to 16. The Dolphins 33 to 27. Saints. They won 32 to 29. I didn't think they had Drew Brees in that game either. But the Falcons game really is alarming. 17 to 14. They did. They haven't been winning by a wide margin. And good or bad teams they've played, it's been the same way all these last couple games. And so if the Browns can just keep it close, they have a chance. Because, I mean, the Falcons had a chance to win that game. It's the biggest spread out of the four games this weekend, too, which is kind of surprising That's to surpri- me. I feel like people just still don't have faith in the Browns. That they're going to pull a Browns and, you know, miss five field goals in a game or throw three picks in a game. They did fantastic when it comes to limiting mistakes against Pittsburgh. They, didn't, they had... Did, I don't even think Baker and, had a single pick yeah, in the entire game. He had they two touchdowns. They capitalized on the opportunities that Pitt gave them by far, yeah, too. They get a turnover. They do. scored touchdowns. They didn't go four and out after a turnover. They, that's what they have to do against Cleve, or against KC. Kansas, KC. I don't think Mahomes is going to have many turnovers, but if they can force one or two, they got to score off it. Pretty much what the Browns have to do is, you know, they have the fantastic running backs, and it's, this is like what I said, said about Ohio State earlier. Run the ball. Yes, ground and keep. Pound. Mahomes off the field. It's really that simple. It's easier on paper than it is in real life because yeah. you know. Well, I mean, they got two guys that could start almost anywhere they wanted to in Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. Kareem I mean, Hunt had the rushing uh, title, title for Kansas City for KC in as a 2018. Yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, if they get both of those boys going, they're probably both going to have over 100 yards and a touchdown or two apiece. Yeah, besides, like, Chris Jones on their defensive front, Kansas City doesn't have the most amazing defense. They got Tyra Matthew in the secondary at safety, but they don't have good cornerbacks. Most of their interior alignment aren't the best besides Chris Jones, like I said. Yeah. They could run wild over this team if they wanted to. They I just mean, have to limit the time Mahomes is on the field. Just from the stats you were telling us, I mean, they're giving up 30 points in multiple games, you know? Yeah, they haven't been that good. No. And Against the, mediocre the, teams. And the Browns, the Browns have been able to score. Like, they've scored a ton of points. Like, the Browns are putting up points. They've had four 40-point games a season. The Chiefs only had one. The Browns have had, like, a three-touchdown quarter. They've had five of those, and the Chiefs only had one. And the Browns produced more big plays. Like, the Browns have had four 50-yard plays. The Chiefs have only had two, you know? So the Browns are able to match uh, offensively. I just think they have to limit the mistakes and keep Kansas City off the field that's the only way they're going to win this because Mahomes is going to do something magical to win this game if it's close no matter how much time Cleveland leads them all right that's what's going to ultimately end up happening you're going to have to play 60 minutes exactly they did it against Pittsburgh they can do it against I I would I mean I would love for the Browns to win right I don't know don't know if I'm going to pick them at the end of this show but we'll see what happens but yeah we'll shift over to the NFC side here the Seattle Seahawks facing off against the Rams losing to the Rams 30-20. to Liam, we talked about this earlier. How are you feeling? Russell Wilson falling to Jerry Goff and what was it John Walford of the AAF? I had no idea who that fellow was. <laughs> he was the starter for the Arizona Hot Shots in the um, Alliance of American Football Wow, back in 2018, I think. In the spring of 2018 was when that was going on. So, I mean, I, I was very shocked by it. I kind of had the Seahawks going to probably the NFC Championship. I mean, at first, I mean, Chris. I had to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. I mean, Russell Wilson. I mean, yeah. I, His I, last twelve games have been awful. I know, but I, I'm still like a little bit biased towards him. I still think he, you know, I he's got you. it. He's you. really positive guy. Keeps a great head on his shoulders. For sure. I mean, he's got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. I mean, two pretty dang good receivers that one's a little speedy fellow on DK Metcalf's a big <laughs> neither guy of which, that can go up and get Neither it. of which really showed up against the Rams no, at all. Not yeah, really. no, I'm looking at stats right now and Cam, Cam Akers running back stats, mm-hmm. I, I mean he hasn't really done a whole lot being in the NFL. He's you know, he'd been splitting time with Marquise Brown or some fella. Yeah, uh, but, he had the I mean, one good game against New England. Yeah, that was it. But I mean he had 28 carries for 131 yards and one touchdown. I mean they put that game on his back and he kind of you know let him throw it oh yeah to do they gotta do it like that but seattle's relied on their offense all year and when their offense went down they kind of went down as well i mean i mean russell wilson i mean sacked five times 40 percent completion percentage one of the lowest of his careers tyler lockett what was his numbers he didn't do anything in the game yeah two catches for 43 yards you know not much dk had like one big 50 yard catch Mm -hmm. Other than that, he was like four for 45 yards, like not really effective. Yeah, Ramsey was on him. Ramsey's been fantastic for the Rams. And if they have any shot against Green Bay, that's what it's going to be. That's going to be their defense because playing in I mean, playing in Green Bay in the playoffs in January, you're not going to win much, especially if you have John Walford starting or he's yeah. probably, or Jerry – either Jerry Goff, Goff or John should Walford. Be in there. Goff, I think, is starting because Walford had yeah. the, the neck injury that happened. But. I mean, there's, the thing that it looks like killed the Seahawks was they let uh, Russell Wilson get sacked five times. <laughs> that O-line's weak anyway. Though, I mean, their O-line's awful. Yeah, like you said, their defense is awful, just, but their O-line's just as bad. Yeah, but still, I mean, if you let a quarterback get sacked five times, your odds of – Yeah, I mean, know, and exactly, I mean yeah. but who can stop Aaron Donald in the first place? <laughs> I mean, not a whole lot of people. He's a freaking – He's a monster. He's 
a Bigfoot, but I that's mean, another thing. Uh, that Rams defense is going to be something if yeah. if they keep going. I mean, as I, long as yo go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say like that Rams defense. They're going to Green Bay and they're facing off one of the best receivers in Devontae Adams. Fant- I mean, I've seen like hype <laughs> yeah, posters yeah. for this game and they're putting and they're not putting Rodgers and Wofford or whatever. They're, I mean, Tay Dawn. Adams is they're putting, my boy. They're putting Devontae Adams and Jalen Ramsey on like the key matchup posters for this game that's the matchup for this game well tay adams gets hated on too he he wants to be in the top three receivers and he always eh, nah, you're fourth you kind of you're not as top good. three i think it's him julio and deandre hopkins we're forgetting Ooh. about are we forget about michael thomas right now michael thomas he didn't he had like two touchdown hits this whole had, year but he was hurt he for was a lot hurt of it. the he whole was, year i don't care mr. Tay adams Na- hey, just mr. Slant boy. swagger bro no, name me one receiver you just named who has more receptions in a year than michael thomas Devonte adams no he doesn't <laughs> no. with liam's first pick in the draft oh my gosh Look. i take Devonte adams in my drafts too you would take if you had a team. You would take Devontae Adams over Michael Thomas. Right, you talking about fantasy or like real life? Real life. Well, I take Devontae Adams. Are you serious? Yeah. I picked Michael Thomas in my fantasy. Michael Thomas. I want a good. Slot. It killed me. Mike, no, but Michael Thomas, when he's healthy, the last two seasons has been the best receiver in stats the the pre, past two years. Yeah, but even when he was playing, he still sat on my bench, and ju- I don't even remember. I had Justin Jefferson, like no, AJ he, Brown he was out play playing that. him. He didn't even he, play he, that he, much. He, he did get hurt a lot this season. Yeah, but, but he was still projected year. like a look, bunch of points. Look, yeah, but he's gonna be projected. Look, Michael Thomas. He's he's great. If he was not top three, he's four. Five. You know, he's with there with oh Diggs. My I mean, goodness. I'd put Michael he doesn't Thomas, drop, and his route running is fantastic. I'd put Michael Thomas, even though he had this year, I'd put him at three. I mean, to me, I mean, and they're all interchangeable. He could be one sometimes, but I mean, Julio Devonta, and Devontae Adams is good, right? Nasty. I think Devontae Adams is elevated a lot by Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you have one of the best quarterbacks to ever yes. live. I'll give you that. I still think he's good. Like he's good regardless. He, he will. He he's he's game. Drew Brees. Drew Brees is like 41, and he can barely throw past 30 yards now. Yeah, but he's got like some of the most insane records that anybody could ever like have. 20 That's because he's 43. He's okay, so is Tom Brady, and Tom Brady doesn't have him. Peyton Manning played forever, and Tom Peyton Brady Manning wasn't even in the was wasn't what was his stats this year? Like I know it was good, but like he wasn't in. The, was he in the top five in passing yards? Dude, being in the Tom top Brady. five in passing yards is like something Bo Nix could might even do. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> What was his stats this year? Deshaun Watson led. Aaron Rodgers was in there, I think. I don't know. And maybe maybe Tom Brady was and Aaron Rodgers wasn't. I don't know. Somebody Tom was. Brady was three. All right. So Aaron Rodgers wasn't in there. And he was line. he was less than two hundred yards off of Deshaun. I'll, I mean like either way. Devontae Adams can we just say top five? Can we agree on top five? Yeah, was Aaron Rodgers uh, in the top five? Of uh, passing yards? Seventh. Yeah. I didn't look. He's oh, that's seventh. that's who wasn't in the top five. I, okay. I said it was either Rodgers or Brady. But look, no matter how good Devontae Adams is. He's going to get shut down by Jalen Ramsey. You no, know? he is not. Jalen Ramsey, I mean, look, look at this. Look he at this. could, He's go, he's probably go both ways. He against, could. against elite receivers this whole year, I'll name him off, Jalen Ramsey played. Amer- played Amari Cooper week one allowed seven catches for 57 yards. So Stephon Diggs allowed one catch for four yards. <laughs> Allen Robinson, one catch for 42 yards, but it's one catch. DK Metcalf, he allowed zero receptions. And then the other game against DK Metcalf, one catch for 11 yards. Sorry, Tay, this isn't sounding good. But <laughs> In two games against DeAndre Hopkins combined, he allowed five catches for 48 yards. Dang. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty studly right there. That's he he hasn't allowed – he's only allowed against his elite receivers one game more than 50 yards, and that was Amari Cooper, and it took seven catches to get him over 50 yards. Devontae Adams is a beast. Or uh, Jaron Ramsey is a beast. I mean, Adams Devontae is Adams beast. is also an hey, expert. Hey, Wait, I'm telling you, next year, healthy Michael Thomas versus Jalen Ramsey. I got Michael Thomas 
over 100 yards. Do the Saints play the Rams next year? They should. They normally do. They both. I mean, they don't play knows? in the same division. Yeah. They no, both. They, they, I know they I normally play each other. Yeah, but it, it will Every, see. the way the, I'm trying to think the way the scheduling works. I don't know. I have to look at it, but. This, I mean, that's if Devontae Adams can beat Jalen Ramsey, they're going to win. If they can't, the Rams can keep it close. I still think that Green Bay is going to win simply because this is in January in Green Bay and nobody plays there better than Aaron Rodgers. Jared Goff can barely play in an indoor heated stadium in L.A., yeah. let alone Lambeau. Yeah, I mean, and Alvin Kamara, too, is kind of nasty. I don't. Did he play this past game or no? We're talking about the Rams and oh, the dude, Packers. Oh, dude, I'm tripping hard. <laughs> we were talking say, about where are you Michael going? Thomas. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Alvin Kamara, I think he played in the... I don't know why he wouldn't My have played in the... My condolences. Did Alvin Kamara have COVID? Did he have... I don't know. We probably ate too many He did, but he's back now. Okay. He was in the playoff game, right? He, yeah. Who'd they even... The Bears? I didn't even watch that game. It was like Did y'all watch nine. it? I watched some of the Nickelodeon mm-hmm. clips online. That was no. cool. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No. Dude, d- was do you cool. realize now that every quarterback that was in the 2017 draft first round has an award now? Deshaun Watson has a national championship. Patrick Mahomes has an MVP. And Mitchell Trubisky has a Nickelodeon Valuable Player Award. Oh, and he, his man, team lost. And his team lost. How is that even possible? Was, wasn't Lamar taking that draft, too, or is that the year afterwards? He, okay, he was. And he has MVP, too, though. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. No, wait. No, no, he was taking the year after. He was with oh. Baker. He was with Baker and Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, maybe so. That was 2018. Matt, man. He but he won the Heisman that year. He won the Heisman that Yeah, he won the Heisman that year as yeah. the draft. So, Yeah, I think, I think the Nickelodeon thing that was internet trolls because if you look like they had, they had tons of little polls going right and i saw trubisky won the nvp the nickelodeon valuable player i think they had one where it was like which unit was like the most like was like the best and it was like saints offense saints defense bears offense bears defense and like the bears defense had like 60 or the bears offense had like 60 percent of the votes they had like nine points. and they scored yeah. nine points six of which came on the last play of the game with that Jimmy Graham, awesome catch. But yeah, for real. I, I yeah. think Charles, he left. He left. He literally at, he, he caught, caught it, it, walked out, put the <laughs> ball down, went out. I would have done this. I think I think internet trolls just took like the voting over. I would have done it. That's yeah. funny. I mean, yeah, but I don't like if that comes into some of my other sports. I'm going to be kind of mad. Like I don't want to see well MVP slime. voting. It oh. wasn't actual slime, Liam. Yeah, but it they slimed just... Sean Payton after the game. Did yeah, they? Like, like, really? Yeah. Yes. He, he did said, that. if we win, I'll get slimed. Liam, he did it for the kids. Dude. Yeah, yeah. He dude, did it for the kids. I don't like kids. Liam doesn't like kids, though. Yeah. Liam hates children? Yes. I wow. mean, except for my siblings, which they might listen to shout this. Shout out to Bug, right? Yeah, shout out to Bug and <laughs> Zooey. But, uh, what I found yeah. hilarious was that every time there was a penalty, that stupid little young Sheldon kid would pop up and explain the penalty. And so it's like you could have your team get screwed for like a 15-yard penalty, and then he, he pops up and he's like, there's holding because he held the player's hand too long or something, I mean, you know, something stupid, right? In, in the show, his dad is a football coach, so yeah. that does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then did, y'all heard like the color, like the commentary, right? They were I don't even know who the two commentators was. It was like a guy and a girl, and they were talking about like what their favorite ice cream flavors were I and did stuff. not waste was my that, time. Uh, was Gabrielle Union or was it Gabby Douglas? I don't uh, Gabby Douglas is the well, gymnastics Gabby, chick, what, but somebody okay. named Gabby was on there. That doesn't surprise me. Let me who was the Nickelodeon? Fox has that girl Gabby or something that does a uh, sports show or is that some different chick? Am I getting the name wrong? I I don't I don't watch Nickelodeon. I have no idea. No, this is Nickelodeon. This is like a Fox Sports One talk show. Well, there's Wait, no who? way. There's I don't know, but they have a girl co-host and, or a talk show host, and Gabby could be her name. I think it might be. I'm not uh, sure though. Not a hundred percent. Don't quote me. 
Okay, Google. It's oh, not it's Jim Gabrielle Nance. Green. Yeah, that's not Noah Eagle, Nate Burleson, and Lex Lumpkin. Nate that, Burleson. Nate Burleson. That's Holy who it was. Cow. Yeah. Why? Who talked him into doing that? Dude, he was like a third wide receiver at the line. Well, he's been on like ESPN talk shows or Fox Sports or one of the two. He's like a big name on one of those. Maybe he's just got a good voice for it or something. I don't know. Well, I am watching. I mean, who do you play for? The Lions or something? Like that? Yeah, the Lions. Yeah. yeah, I have his football card. I think he played with Megatron, right? Probably, but I mean, I don't know. I. I mean, I think the Nickelodeon game, it was funny. It was hilarious on Twitter. Just to, I mean, I didn't watch it. I just saw clips on Twitter. That's how I know everything that yeah, happened. Yeah, I mean, that's, I saw it on Instagram. I mean, I didn't watch I mean, the there's, game. There's, there's, there's an F-bomb in it, you know? Who could ask for more? And, uh, you didn't hear that, Liam? No. Cordero Patterson? They were, they were, the, the ref was like announcing a penalty, and he said holding on Bears number 60, whatever, and Cordero Patterson was just standing there, and, and he was like, like, he just like yelled, like, F-bomb. He just like was like, I mean, you know, the the golf, PGA Tour had problems with that, and some dang little NASCAR Twitch streamer had problems with that this weekend too. So. I can't, I can't blame the the Nickelodeon team for that because, like, how do you prepare for, you know, they're just yell out an f ball. We can't yeah. prepare them unless they had on like a slight delay, but yeah, they didn't even mute it. it was yeah, just, let's just let's just not get the mic too close when there's a penalty on somebody. Yeah, <laughs> the, I mean, the, the, yeah, just tell tell Patterson just walk away from the ref because they're all mic'd up anyway. But yeah, yeah. I mean, hilarious. I mean, I loved it, but. We're going to go and do a quick break here. When we get back, we have a few more NFL topics, and then we'll do game picks to finish off the show. You. That'll be entertaining. But, guys, again, hope you're enjoying the show. Follow us on social media at OffTheBenchXLR and check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play Music for our podcast. But listen to this one song, and we'll be right back after the break. with Liam Worley and Chris Fortenberry. We were just talking about some Nickelodeon NFL hilarious stuff there, and we're going to go into a little bit more NFL before game picks. Do you guys know what your game picks record is by the top of your head? I can't even remember what it is. I've only done one, so I think it's it's either three and two or two and three. Chris is somewhere in the positive, I think. I think I'm in the positive. I, dude, I was scared for my life when we left for break because I was down by Jameson for like six games. <laughs> And I was like, I cannot lose to him twice in is a it, row. Is it comeback season? I'm now within one game. Oh, it's, it's you got to strike season. to win, man. I I, I got to push somewhere. I I Make a I push. made up. Well, we t- we both went four and two in the wild card round, and I was so close to picking the Rams over the Seahawks, and I didn't. And I'm mad I did, or I didn't. He picked the Steelers to win, which was hilarious. But <laughs> I knew the I knew the Browns were winning the game. I just knew they were. But I'm fifty and thirty six. He's fifty one and thirty five. All right, I, yeah, I and don't remember f- who won these games, but I found mine, and it says I'm 0-0. So I gotta, <laughs> 0-0? Yeah, I got to find what week this was. Yeah, I need to go go find my stuff. We can look that up. I'm, I have well, How many games do we have left? We have four, two, we have seven games left. I have to get one more right than Jameson to tie him at least. So I got to reach somewhere. I don't even know where to reach. I'm thinking I want to take the opposite of him for, like, the Saints-Bucks, but – He's not here, so I don't know what he's going to pick, and he hasn't picked, and he won't pick probably until about Sunday morning. So we'll have to wait and see. Mm. But I'll jump into the topic we have before game picks, our last topic of the show. We're talking Philadelphia Eagles and the hilarious meltdown it has been this past season for them. 
Remember, 2017, they went to a Super Bowl, erected a statue of Nick Foles and Doug Peterson outside of the Philadelphia Eagles football field, and now both of those guys on the statue are gone. Nick Foles shipped away to Jacksonville and now Chicago, and Doug Peterson just got canned a couple days before the show happened. Guys, it seemed really weird. It seemed like it was mostly a Peterson versus Wentz debate when it came down to who to keep for this and obviously Doug Peterson had the awful move in the week 17 game against Washington that had so many people frustrated I mean I watched that game and I don't think I've ever seen a more deliberate tank thing than they than they did in that game I mean who they who was it Nate Sudfield they put in for Jalen Hurts when they were within a touchdown of winning that game and sending Washington home without a playoff berth like I don't, I don't understand how Doug Peterson does that yeah I mean I wouldn't say it was necessarily a tank because uh, Jalen Hurts, I was looking at his stats. They weren't even that good. He was like 7 of 20. So, I mean, the only reason to keep him in was maybe for rushing to get out of the yeah. pocket and maybe make something happen there. And, I mean, maybe they felt maybe he felt Sudfeld gave him the best chance because they hadn't prepared for Sudfeld for that game. So maybe He's, he could. He had said they wanted to give Sudfeld, like, snaps. Yeah. But, I mean, I couldn't imagine a situation where you think Sudfeld's a better opportunity. Like, he has a better chance of winning you the game than Jalen Hurts does. Well, I mean, if Jalen Hurts is still a rookie at the end of the day, isn't he? I mean, I guess that's that's true, and yeah. they couldn't put Wentz in because he wasn't playing for right. some reason. I don't even, I still didn't figure out the reason why. I think yeah. it was just like, not personal reasons, but like he just wasn't active for some reason. I mean, he requested that trade or something like a week. Yeah, or two he requested ago, a trade so. before the game, and I don't think he's getting traded now because yeah. Peterson. I think if they had stuck with Peterson as their head coach, he was going to start Hurts. Yeah. I was almost guaranteed he was going to start Hurts. He had preferred Hurts. But Howie Roseman, they're one of their executives. He fired Doug Peterson. He's off into the unknowns of head coaching. He's going to get a job because he's, I think, he's still one of the better ones in the mm-hmm. league. Maybe the Jets. I've heard he's going to go there. I don't think anywhere else really has reached out to him. I mean, uh, if I was him, I'd skip the Jets, like Trevor was trying to do, and try to be a coordinator somewhere else. Trevor's going to get to go to Jacksonville, and they're going to get Urban Meyer. It looks like with head coach. Yeah, Urban just needs to go ahead and make a decision. Exactly. He's talking to them and like maybe Gus someone Malzahn. else. <laughs> Psych. I don't know. If, I don't know how he'd be with the NFL. He can't he'd even get a college like football a, team. He'd be a coordinator, like, a, like an o- OC somewhere. Yeah, maybe. But maybe Doug Peterson canned, and like I said, this was simply, I think, a Wentz Peterson decision. If you heard what yeah. what Howie Roseman said, he said that like they dis him and Peterson disagreed on where they wanted the future of the team to go. Peterson wanted to compete now with Hertz, whereas Roseman was like. No, let's kind of re like look at where we are. We got to rebuild. We got to get some, you know. Get- I kind of disagree with that. Yeah, I would rather kept my good coach. Yeah, won he won a- you a Super Bowl. Yeah, you, Carson okay. Winston win you the yeah, Super Bowl. Carson exactly. Was tri- I mean, yeah. he, he was good that year, but he got injured. Yeah, after he got injured, he ain't been the same since. It kind of proved that the quarterback didn't matter that year. Yeah. Right. So I mean, if you tried to do something with Jalen Hurts for a year. Yeah. And- sorry, I'm not trying to keep. Carson Wentz over Doug Peterson. That's basically yeah. what it seemed like. That's I mean they didn't explicitly say that, but the fact that he fired Peterson in exchange for you know let's rebuild with Wentz kind of says they'd rather have Wentz than Peterson. And I think that was stupid. That was yeah. And I'm a Cowboys fan, so I might be biased, but I've been saying for the last two or three years that Wentz has been a he's been hurting that organization ever since he signed that contract. Well, he's inconsistent when he's been playing now. Yeah. And he is very injury prone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Carson Wentz, he was fen- phenomenal in 2017, and that. It should have been the MVP if he didn't get his ACL destroyed versus L.A., but since that season, he's been pretty much a 500 or worse quarterback, but that 2017 season has been like hovering above his, above his head like, look how good I am. You can't 
cut me or anything because I'm that good. Doug Peterson finally pulled the plug and benched him, and they were pretty much better off, if not the same, with Jalen Hurts. I mean, anyone could have gone into that, gotten that uh, playoff spot, but I mean, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Wentz was. I mean, he was like leading the league in turnovers. He he was worse than Jameis Winston was last year yeah, when it came to turnovers. He wouldn't have contributed to them getting into the playoffs if that was the outcome. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts would have done something, and oh, Eagles fans would have been you know like, ooh, Jalen Hurts is it? Yeah, exactly. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you think of all the drama the Eagles have had the last couple of years. It's all because of Carson Wentz. Whether it's his contract, the Super Bowl, this situation with him being awful this year, it just kind of all boils down to it. And the fact that you know they had Nick Foles come in and win them a Super Bowl, discredited Wentz's good season with maybe it was just a really good team that he was carried by, and then he has the bad season. They stick it on his back. He doesn't win them a playoff game last year because he gets hurt. Not really his fault, but you still don't get anything to prove. And now this year he's off when he gets benched. Everything's been. A result of him he's bogged down the organization and the fact that he signed a huge contract and hasn't lived up to it at all he's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league when it comes to his money he's getting paid that just goes to hurt him and the fact that you know howie roseman decides i'd rather stick with wentz and not the, co- the coach that led you to a super bowl and three straight playoff bursts in the last couple of years you can him and now he's off somewhere else i mean there's literally a statue of doug peterson and nick Foles in front of yeah. The Philadelphia Stadium. That's yeah. not number eleven right up there at all. Yeah. yeah, Wentz doesn't have a statue. He hasn't done anything worthy Nor of having a statue. Should he ever get one? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, give Michael Vick a statue first. Jeez, <laughs> he did more for for Philly. Yeah. You look yeah. like before this Peterson getting fired. I was, it was almost guaranteed that we thought Wentz was going to get traded. He had asked for a trade. He didn't want to be with Doug Peterson, and Philadelphia had said somewhere that they wanted to keep. Peterson like they had said like we're looking to keep him we're just gonna have a few meetings with him to look for the future but we're gonna keep him ended up not doing that and now Wentz is probably gonna stay if Wentz leaves that'll be even better as a Cowboys fan you know get both of them out of here somewhere else who knows if he goes to the Colts or you know the Broncos or whatever he wants to end up with probably in the AFC get as far away from Doug Peterson and the Eagles as possible yeah mm-hmm. but just I don't want to say embarrassing but it's just Philadelphia, I for a while I thought they were a pretty good run franchise. It's looking like they're just worse and worse. Haven't drafted well in the last couple of years. I mean, they took Jalen Rager over Jeff, Justin Jefferson. Like, that was just stupid. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles will be, and this is my prediction, will be the Jets next year. You think? They're yeah. going to be the... I, there's nothing that's impressive. They got rid of their safety, Malcolm Jenkins, and shipped him to the Saints. Mm-hmm. They got rid of their coach. That was the only thing keeping them afloat the past couple of years. Yeah. And now the one thing that you have to rely on is Carson Wentz, who is a mediocre at best quarterback. Yeah, and yeah. their best receiver is Marquise Goodwin, who yeah. had, uh, I mean, he had a good season with the Niners, but he, he sat out this, this season, year. yeah, because of so COVID. So he, he's an unknown, too. Their receiver is what, Greg Ward, who was a quarterback in high school? Exactly. In high, in like, college? Oh, man. The Eagles, I mean, now you're going to keep Wentz, maybe, and you're going to constantly have the Wentz and Hurts debate next year again it's gonna yeah. happen again when's we'll have one bad game let's put in hurts they'll be like what trubisky and Foles. yeah were they'll year. go back and forth and i mean it, uh, what they're running backs like miles sanders uh, miles sanders is pretty good he's, he's, he's good he gets hurt sometimes but he's yeah. pretty good boston scott yeah and then hurts is just the same thing as wentz he doesn't impress me with his arm he's not that accurate they're not gonna have consistency like no, they and he wanted. doesn't run as fast as lamar jackson so that doesn't really give you that much to go off on the run game either and even yeah. like the offensive side i mean zach Ertz, i think is leaving or retiring this year gals dallas guard's pretty good i'll say that with him the yeah. receivers like we've already mentioned greg ward practice squad dude he's pretty decent but not amazing marquis going out with covid they've held on to alshon jeffrey for five years too long they've somehow have deshaun jackson who's 
hurt every time. They need to get rid of him, Jeffrey. They could probably upgrade everybody else at receiver. Mm-hmm. Marquise Goodwin, good slot guy, but they need to get him healthy. They have nobody, like really. I mean, no. receiving-wise, it's just nothing. And you could say, like, that's why Wentz was bad. He had no one to throw to. But Jalen Hurts was able to get it done more often than not than Wentz could. So right. just so many issues in that organization. And, I mean, if they go 2-14, and 14, I would not be surprised. It'd be fine for me as a Cowboys fan because it gives us one less person to compete against. Yeah. And I love whooping the Eagles' butt twice a year. And you will twice a I year would, next year. So. You say that, but you never, you never know. <laughs> they, they'll have nothing. Look, I mean, if we can just get our defense up, we'll be fantastic. And Dan Quinn, I think, can really do that for the yeah, Cowboys. For I really sure. think he can. I mean, he was with, their, he was with what, the Legion of Boom, led two straight Super Bowls. So we had Chris Richard, who was also on that staff. And we had a good defense in 2018. We had a, pretty, we had a top 16 defense that year, which is top half of the league, which is all we need when you have a 40-burger type offense that right. we do. So I'm looking forward to it. I think I, this is, should. as a Cowboys fan, this is great. Yeah, I mean, you guys are in a great spot. First Wentz getting traded. Pissed off, pissed off Eagles fans. Still got so much going on. They're, yeah, I mean they're they're good. I think there's just question marks in certain areas. Quarterback mainly. Yeah. New York. Who knows? New coach. Saquon will be back next year though. And he'll get hurt uh, again. He probably get hurt. You think Is get this hurt? like two straight years he's got hurt? Unfortunately, I think he will. I mean, he just uh, he doesn't have enough time to really get used to going back hard for a long period of time. He kind of sits out for a just while. Just don't draft him in rehab. Yeah, which I did this year. Which I was did it. Michael Thomas and Saquon. I drafted. Man, I'm it. I, I drafted McCaffrey and Julio this year, and they were hurt for like McCaffrey like 14 games. Julio was out for like 10. Yeah, it's stupid. I don't know, man. I don't know. But here we'll switch off. Last topic: game picks. You know, we're loving this. I don't know what y'all's. I, I know Chris is positive. Liam, I'm pretty sure you're like three and two. But no, I'm two and three. I looked at it. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. dang. Yeah, but no, we got to gotta get them this weekend with the, the big game picks. Yeah, big, we got only four games. We had six last week, only four this week. But it's the big wild card games. Interested to see where we're going. You guys have no really risk because you're kind of like in your own fields. I mean, you know? yeah. Yeah. It's not like you're we not really compete against each other, I guess. I mean, yeah. I think Chris has like 10 more games than Liam. Yeah, Chris came on like two more times. You can shoot for win percentage. Yeah. No, nah, I'm yes. I'm just, we're going for straight flush here, fellas. Okay. I'm yeah. looking, I'm, I'm, dude, me and Jameson are one game apart. This is closer than it was last year, so I got to really bring yeah, down. Yeah, you got to be smart. I'm ready. But look, which, all right. Yeah, which game are we opening up? I'll start with Liam and we'll go in the circle with yeah. Liam, Chris, and me. Ravens at Bills in right. Buffalo. They're calling for snow, I think, or really bad weather. And Lamar has already come out and said that he's kind of worried about that. So Lamar Jackson overcomes adversity and the Ravens win. <laughs> wow. Yes. All righty. The spread's two and a half. Stephon Diggs, big headed little goon. I mean, I love Josh Allen though, but you know, I, I like I got to stick with Lamar and my man Matthew Judon, and they're gonna go ham. <laughs> Chris, how are we feeling? Oh, I'm feeling like I said earlier. I think the Bills win by probably I'm I said 21, but I'll say 14 or more. Okay. Yeah, All I right. Got, I got a big win for the Bills. Dang, it's only a two and a half spread, man. Dude, the spread ain't nothing. Bills. No, got this I would definitely take the spread on this game. I think a lot sure. is affected by the Bills Colts game earlier. The Bills didn't look as great, but the Colts have one of the best defenses in the league. They're phenomenal. They are. They're very smartly coached. Not a lot of star players, but they're very well coached. And getting by the Colts is, you know, it was a hard game for the Bills. Different kind of team they're used to playing. They got the win there. They're gonna get the win here against Baltimore in Buffalo. I think they they have fans with them. I think do they have fans in their I mean, past game? I, the Bills Mafia will find a way. They'll they'll, they'll they'll climb the stadium to get in. Yeah, no. They'll, if they'll I, if I had to bet money, I'd bet on the over. 
for the Bills to beat the spread, but I, I'm just I'm going off the wall. <laughs> you woke up feeling dangerous today, didn't you? I'm feeling <laughs> heck of I seriously man. I've said this sometimes. I seriously think the Bills can make the Super Bowl or win it. I really think they could they could for beat sure. the Chiefs. I agree. They really could. So I'm gonna go with the Bills here to beat the Ravens. We'll see what happens. I, yeah. Jameson picked the Ravens last week. I'm kind of hoping he picks the Ravens again. I mean, but I don't know. I'm yeah. going with the Bills here. Yeah. Browns at Chiefs. How dangerous other, you feeling now, buddy? Other side of the FC. This is this is the big one. How? Well, maybe maybe Rams and Packers is also kind of a big one. But Ra- Browns and Chiefs. How how much of a spread you want to put this one on, Liam? Uh, we're feeling dangerous. Part <laughs> duh. Browns. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Baker May. Okay, so Baker Mayfield. And Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, are the two most hated on quarterbacks by Clemson <laughs> fans. They only respect two people, being Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady in the NFL. They'll respect three next year. But they mainly hate on Lamar and Baker. They mm-hmm. both got their first playoff wins last week. Oh, and they're going to hate on Fields next year, too. Don't forget that. Oh, right. dude. Who cares? <laughs> and Burrow. They hate Burrow, yes. too. Joe okay, Burrow. Joe Burrow will come back one day and just win it all. <laughs> but Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, keep trucking, keep winning. Let's go underdogs, baby. Nice. Chris, Browns Chiefs. As much as I want to pick the Browns, like I really want to pick the Browns so bad, but the Chiefs, they, they're gonna, they find a way to win games, and mm-hmm. I think – you just can't deny the greatness we've seen from Andy Reid and Mahomes, and I just think they're going to find a way to win no matter what. Yeah, 25-6 and six after a bye is pretty good, and even the fact last year they were down 24 points and still won against a pretty decent Texans team, they're going to find a way to win regardless. It's in Kansas City. I mean, you just can't really bet against them. You know, I, I want the Browns to win too, but like it's just nine times out of ten the Chiefs are going to win this game, so it's just smart to do the Chiefs, so I'm going to yep. go with the Chiefs as well. And, and right here, I'm just going to go ahead and say, you could put a Pee Wee football team against the Packers, and I'm 99% sure Liam will pick that Pee Wee football team. <laughs> okay, so I'm not as stupid as I look. Okay, I'm stupid. Not that stupid. I am picking the Rams. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> uh, me and Chris made a bet that I, I was going to b- pick all the underdog teams. He's going underdogs. I'm going through with it. Aaron Donald's a man. I love Tay Adams, but these Jalen Ramsey stats I had been enlightened with earlier, uh, <laughs> they got me picking the Rams. I'm feeling dangerous. Part trick. Part trick. Chris, Rams, Packers. Honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to say Rams defense comes up big. The Terminator, Aaron Donald, is going to have three sacks, and the Rams will get the win Wow! in Lambeau. Let's Ooh-wee, go. Rick. Underdogs. I like it. Let's yeah. go. I got – you know, I love I love the Rams. I was picking them a lot this season over, you know, Cardinals and Seahawks a lot. I, liked the, I thought the Rams were built very well. Defense was great. I just can't see them playing the same defense they do in Lambeau. I just can't. It, something's going to – someone's going to flaw. I can't either. The Packers, <laughs> the Packers know how to play we're in this situation. <laughs> I gotta go with the Packers here. Safe pick here. I you know I just I just can't lose any of these bets. I'd yeah. love to get one of these random ones right, but yeah. I might have to just make this go down to the Super Bowl. I understand your concern, but I got nothing to you lose. You got nothing to lose here. And if you're right, you're a superstar. And if you're maybe wrong, a Mountain Dew sponsorship. <laughs> exactly. But I'll go with the Packers here. Lambeau Field, Aaron Rodgers, you just you just don't lose there. Even Russell Wilson couldn't win there last year. You know, you just, it just doesn't happen. So I'll go with the Packers here. Last game, Tom Brady against Drew Brees, the old man charity bowl pretty much, nursing home bowl. Who's winning this one? Buccaneers at Saints in New Orleans. New Orleans is favored. We're picking underdark. Part four, (laughs) feeling dangerous again. New Orleans, I did not. Think I can't believe Bucking. Yeah, I can't believe I Tom Brady's an underdog. Well, the only reason they're favored is probably because it's at the New Saints. Orleans. It's playoff Tom Brady with 
arguably the best Te- receiving core he's ever best had. team he's had in the last five years. Yeah, but his defense sucks. He's got dude. Their D line. Their D Their D line's good. Their D line's pretty good. The cornerbacks average. They are average on. They, yeah, they're not good, but I mean they'll be able to score some points. They had to fight against yeah, a losing record <laughs> Washington football team. No chance. You're telling me Tyler Hennick, you play like a god though. So. He, he played okay, but That's he only had like two touchdowns and he had a pick. He's technically already a saint. He's saint-like, Tyler Haneke is. I mean, Chase Young has is good. He's a him. man among So, so Chris, exactly. who are we going with? The Buccaneers. No. No, I mean, Tom Brady's good, but he doesn't have the defense like he's had in previous years with New England. Mm-hmm. And I think the Saints are going to overcome all the trashy playoff moments they've had the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. They got Kamara. They got Taysom Hill, Drew Brees, and they got Michael Thomas back, who is a top two receiver in the league. Yes, probably. And I will have the Saints winning at home. Look, I don't know what to do here. The issue here, the Saints and the Buccaneers, they're in the same division. They've played twice, and we know the results of those games, right? Saints on top, baby. Saints have destroyed the Bucs twice. That they comes won. back to bite them, though. Their most recent game? Nah, it it should have come back to bite them the second time. It did. It's like why we didn't get in the national championship in 04 because we played freaking Tennessee twice. The Saints won 34-23 to in their first matchup and then 38-3 to in their second matchup. But I can't see Tom Brady losing to a team three times in a season, especially not in the you, playoffs. Man. He's indoors. You know, Not much Tom Brady has against him here. He's going to go drink a hurricane before the game, you know, the famous New Orleans drink, and he's uh-huh. going to feel dangerous. I'm going with the Buccaneers. Thank oh, you, I got my to. goodness. Love that for This you. is going to be a good game. I, I think you picked well. I think either team's going to win this game. I just, the Buccaneers I have more faith in. I mean, who's going to beat, I mean, Drew Brees, you're great. The Saints are a great team. They always lose in the playoffs somehow really badly. This is probably the game yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, they're going to do that the next game, but this game they're going to win. You can't lose badly to the Packers because they're going to play in Lambeau and they're going to get beat by 50. Yeah. that's No, their embarrassing game has to come now, which is what's going to happen. They're going to lose on a stupid pass interference call to Mike Evans. It's going to give him a touchdown with no time left. Mike Evans has got a temper. He's going to throw gonna a happen. helmet at someone. I went to one NFL game ever well, and he there, got thrown out. There is, yeah, Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans hate each other. And that's who's that's what we're about to see right now. Well, and then if they get in a scuffle, he still has Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown to throw to. So yeah, but Marshawn Lattimore is from Ohio State, so he kind of he. I mean, Chris disagrees with me, but I kind of think they're kind of mean. So if Marshawn, <laughs> Marshawn's get like out, a, a nice guy. He could be, but you know that's just because money made him. What money made him a nice guy? He's always been nice. He's just got money to give. He was nice in high school. I watched him in the Army All American game, and he was super nice. Man. Super nice. Good story. Yeah. We'll see how nice they are on the football field, but I I wish I knew Jameson's picks. We'll have to wait. He'll text me Sunday morning at noon. You'll see it on Instagram. Yeah, I'll post it. I'll try to get the picks out of him tonight. We'll see what happens. I can make a post. This might be the first time we have four people posting picks. I don't know if that's ever happened if I've had four people. Heck, man. Let's do it. Let's do it more often. Tell Jameson to pick the opposite of what I did. Okay. Just, just make sure he picks. Yeah. Who I'll was make it? Sure. Make I'll, sure. I'll just tell him like somebody's out. Like I have insider information. Like Dude, he believes that stuff. Him. He'll yeah, believe it. You tell yeah. him. Tell him Josh Allen's hurt. Yeah. And Unless he'll, it's Clemson or freaking dumb Kyle. I'll, I'll tell yeah. him. I'll tell him that make Josh him go, Allen's hurt. And uh, who'd you pick? The Buccaneers or the Saints? Bucks? I picked the Bucks. Make yeah, him go I'll Ravens. Tell him, Browns. I'll tell him Kamara and Thomas are not playing. Ravens. Browns. He did pick the Bucks though. Oh, I'll tell him that. Yeah. Tell him Mike Evans and Tom Brady yeah. like broke I'll their legs. Godwin. No. Don't tell him Tom. You got yeah. Godwin, Godwin and um. That, Say they have COVID. That defensive guy they got the Winfield. 
Winfield, yeah. the safety, he's yeah. out. Sure. He probably doesn't even know who Winfield is. All right, Devin White, the linebacker, do you know who that we'll is? Co- we'll say a very important player. Just say, you know, yeah. their coach is out. You know, Bruce play. Arians is not coaching. Bruce Arians, yeah. yeah, he's not coaching. Offensive coordinator. We'll see what happens. I'm excited for this. Right. But either way, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Chris, you're going to be on the show a lot this upcoming <laughs> month. Jameson's out for a little bit. Liam, we'll cycle you in every once in a while. Dude, that was fun. We'll, get, we'll see that. if we can get Chase Elliott on the show for you. Get Dude. you a nice interview with Chase Elliott. If Chase know. Elliott comes to the show, I got NASCAR stats out of the wazoo. We'll uh-huh. be good to Do rock you think you could beat chase elliott in a nascar history quiz uh considering his dad's like you know in the hall of fame and stuff it'd be hard but uh as since i've been alive i think i could compete dude that'd be dope i'd love to see it it too we'll see we'll have since he's not sponsored by mountain dew anymore uh we'll have to get some adrenaline shock energy drinks since he's sponsored by them now you think he'll take us out to hooters as well i mean we don't have one in g hood but we could go up to (laughs) he can take us anywhere in like you go to green you probably could fly to green yeah Yeah, he's got his pilot's license so he'll probably get does he have a pilot's license yeah he's got he flies in like blue angels and stuff (laughs) high status (laughs) we'll go straight to greenville or i don't even know where the the closest hooters is who knows who cares let's go to the one in daytona beach yes yeah that's probably like a three-hour flight from here probably uh no nah, probably not a, less than that like, two hours uh, how far is daytona down south of florida like, it's how like far a six it's hour orlando, drive. is it like right? jacksonville orlando or miami like, it's around orlando i think so in the middle uh, yeah it's in between jacksonville and orlando yeah. on maybe a one and a half hour flight that's not that bad no nah, yeah. dude i've done way more and i've done you know 30 minute flight before so i'm good with whatever yeah we'll see what happens but again thanks for getting on the show we gotta get out of, of here running out of time someone's hey, behind man. us but yeah guys thank you for tuning into the show follow us on spotify Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts. Look up Off the Bench, green, gray, white logo, and you can see this show and all the other shows with it as well. Follow us on social media at Off the Bench XLR on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can see game picks, posts from the show, quotes, all the fun stuff. Maybe a Chase Elliott cameo. Who knows what could happen. Woo-hoo! But guys, thank you so much for listening and tune in next week, 4 to 6. And guys, have a good night. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just $25 a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just $25 a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com.